Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spain are your 2023 World Cup champions in the women's game. And we're here to talk about it on Kickback presented by Betway. Julia and Caroline here with you. And if you didn't already hear the news, Spain have defeated England 1-0 in the World Cup final in what was, I believe, to be a very, very good match, a very exciting one. And Julia, I just got to throw the ball to you quickly right now, right off the top, because you were a big fan of England. You know, you had the Lionesses winning, which, you know, we both did. And I'm sure the majority of the world did. Uh, so what are your thoughts right now and how are you mm. feeling? Oh, gosh. I mean, obviously gutted for this wonderful England team for not being able to pull it through today. But at the same time, they have to be so proud of what mm. they've accomplished on the world stage. Admits, you know, we talked a little bit about before this tournament, they have injuries to key players, to key leaders on their team. So for them to go all the way to the final and put up the fight that they could was fantastic. So they really did their country proud and should hold their heads high. But honestly, at the end of the day today, it wasn't England's day. Spain played exceptional. I personally think they outplayed England and they really deserve to win out there. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Spain was 100% the better team from the get. Uh, they just took England out of the game. It wasn't England's day, especially after a very convincing win against Australia. Mm -hmm. I expected much more from England. Uh, but yeah, Spain took the wind right out of their sails. And we talk about, you know, these quick, dynamic, short passes that Spain are able to provide for their team and capitalize on. And I think that when you have a team like Spain and they're on their A game, which we've seen many times in this tournament, we also haven't seen the best performances from them either. Mm -hmm. But when they're on their A game and they're able to play these tight passes where you're watching on television, you're like, how the hell did they get out of such yeah. a congested area so magnificently? You know, this the, these are the types of tactics. And for example, the midfield, Bonmati, you know, this entire tournament today, mm -hmm. just such a game changing type of player for Spain when when you're able to do that especially in the midfield of the game you know took England right out of it frustrated them I thought England's offense was you know you, you didn't see much of them which is something that you know we saw a lot of against Australia so I think the game plan that Spain came out with and capitalized on and executed was perfect and they should have had two goals on that penalty mm -hmm. but Mary Earps you know a brick wall big save gave England some momentum there for maybe about a five minute stretch, but just not enough to take down this Spanish side. And we've said this about Spain throughout this world cup. You know, I personally had the Netherlands beating them in the, was it the quarterfinals or the semifinals at this point uh, when they played? Yeah. So when they, when they ended up beating the Netherlands, I had the Netherlands winning that game, but that was one of the best games I'm, I'm watching from Spain. Again, from the get, they were down the Netherlands throat. And I felt kind of that same type of tempo today against England and hard fought world cup from England, hard fought match, you know, big respect to this team and Vigman in particular, mm -hmm. but man, what a massive shout out to Spain to win their first ever women's world cup. And what an amazing accomplishment for everybody involved. It was absolutely beautiful just to watch them out there today. And I say this just from a pure like football loving perspective, the way that Spain came out today was so admirable and I just kind of had this feeling in my gut, you know, from five minutes into the match that mm -hmm. Spain was on top today and it would have been extremely 
difficult for England to come back and break them down because they came out with some fiery energy there today. And I think personally, they totally eliminated England's midfield. Mm -hmm. I hardly saw anything from Stanway, hardly saw anything from Walsh. And those are some pretty key players for England. So to see them sort of being eliminated from the picture, that would have had to be in Spain's game plan. So major kudos to them for whatever they decided to do beforehand, going in there, getting it done not giving up for the full 90 and again yeah i feel i feel for this england team but this spanish side i think the word for me is creative they're so creative with how they go about things it's it's entertaining it's magical to watch carmona she absolutely deserves her goal there um big ups to her captain of the team did her job today and it was enough to to give them the trophy And Carmona, back-to-back game-winning goals. I mean, she did it against Sweden in, I believe, the 89th minute, uh, which basically took her team to the final. And here she is scoring a massive goal, the only goal of the game in the World Cup final, which makes her and Iniesta the only Spanish players to score in a World Cup final in the seniors game. So it's just, what an amazing accomplishment from Carmona. She's young. I believe she's 23 years old. Mm -hmm. She's got a bright, bright future ahead of her. Uh, You know, the way she can become an offensive threat is such a, you know, such a skill set in her game. I'm very impressed with her, but you mentioned the midfield. I just kind of want to touch on it once Mm -hmm. again, Mm -hmm. as a former midfielder, I think a lot of the game is won in the midfield. Uh, Of course, you know, defense is very important. The attack's very important, but when you have a stable midfield, like Spain can demonstrate and they did today, it's, it can be so dangerous, whether you're Mm -hmm. denying your opposition or whether you're, you're becoming dangerous in the attack. And that's something, you know, from a Canadian perspective where, you know, we were hoping that the Canadian women's team would go further than they did. That's where I think Canada didn't utilize their game nearly enough, where they have players like Jesse Fleming and Julia Grosso, and they were playing too direct. We weren't playing through the midfield. We were losing the midfield battle. And I think that that's where Spain was extremely strong. It showed again, but Madi deserves to win, you know, player of the tournament. I think she was incredible. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what Spain does next, because mm-hmm. I, I, I think that they have a very bright future. They, have a team that looks like they're very, very, uh, they have very good chemistry together and, and I'm excited to see what, what they can do from here. And you always know that when Alexia Puteas is coming off the bench so late in the game, uh, you've got a pretty good mm-hmm. lineup, you know, you've got a pretty solid team full of talent. And I mean, I would have loved to see Puteas play a lot more because again, two-time Ballon d'Or winner, you want to see her on the pitch, but it just goes to show you the depth of the Spanish side and the talent and how young they are and and where they're going to go in the future. Oh my gosh. You you just really said it there, Caroline. They have an excellent future. And I loved that. Of course, I would have liked to see more of Puteas as well, but I love that she had the opportunity to still come on and be on the pitch when that final Mm. whistle blew, because Honestly, again, she she deserves to be on there to have that moment. Coming back from an ACL is not easy. Mm-hmm. And again, doing what she does best, helping her team succeed and thrive. What a moment for her that would have been. But a storyline we've seen this whole tournament as well. And the teams that come out strong fighting and end up getting the wins at the end of it all are the teams that have this feeling of, of chemistry, of connection. And that clicked a lot for Spain today, which I am surprised it didn't click as much for England. There was a bit of, I think, panic at times. I think there was also, for me, some questionable substitutions. I, I mean, I trust Serena with my whole life, but everybody has an opinion, right? So of course, at the end of the day, though, wow. What what a tournament it's been. I just can't believe we're sitting here, we're chatting about the winner and oh man, it's been a it's been a time. You bring up Serena Vigman. Do you like that she didn't start Lauren James? Because for those who don't know, Lauren James was out on a red card and then she had uh, a two to three match ban. So this was her first game back since the Nigeria game uh, for England. So do you like the fact that it's the World Cup final and Lauren James, arguably one of the best players on this English national team, didn't get the start? Or do you agree with Vigman kind of going with the flow of things since Lauren James 
had to sit out and sticking with, you know, that core team. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't mind that Ella Toon started over Lauren James. Personally, I thought Ella Toon was super hot during the Mm -hmm. Australia game. And I thought kudos to her to keep bringing this momentum because I thought, honestly, if England came out today like they played against Australia, I think it would have been maybe a bit of a different game. Mm-hmm. But again, wasn't England's day, but I, I respected the fact that Ella Toon came in during the quarterfinals and the semifinals and did what she needed to get done and actually, you know, made a colossal impact um, on this English team. And Lauren James, a lot of people have to remember, too, she's now been cold. She's been sitting for the last two games. And that's also really hard to come into that atmosphere. And I think people, when James was subbed on towards the end, they were kind of like, well, why isn't she doing anything? Why isn't she doing her usual magic? And I'm like, guys, this is a high pressure, high stress moment. She's been off two games and now she's going into this match when Spain is playing some of the best, the best football they've played this whole tournament. That's got to be extremely difficult and playing with some teammates who are tired, maybe a little bit mentally affected. Um, So, yeah, I I personally agreed with, you know, Meegman's decision to to start Ella Toon, but I think... Some substitutions were left a little bit late too. For example, like I Beth Mead coming in in the eighty or Beth Mead, sorry, she is not even at this tournament. <laughs> Beth England coming in at the eighty seventh minute. I was like, that's not a lot of time to to do anything. So I don't know. But then some of the subs she made at half didn't make as much of an impression as I thought they would either. I just think Spain was that good today. Yeah, they were shutting down players. So it is what it is, and. They tried their best, right? Yep. No, and I completely agree with you. I I have the exact same stance on the Lauren James conversation. Ella Toon, the goal she scored against Australia, which was the opening goal of the game, the way she did it, Mm -hmm. the momentum that England gained from that goal, how it was just an absolute rocket. You know, that's a contagious type of energy. And we spoke on our last episode how she also did that in the Euro Cup final against Germany. Mm -hmm. This is a player who can show up to big games and she's proved that. And she has that in her wheelhouse and her skill set. So, I always say, don't fix what's not broken. If mm-hmm. it's working for England, why would Ella Toon now all of a sudden take a seat on the bench because Lauren James is available? And I agree. Like Lauren's also young. You know, she sat for a couple of games. She's cold. You don't know what kind of pressure she's dealing with internally mm-hmm. and mentally from that entire situation where, you know, the whole world came down on her. And we both agreed that although her actions have consequences and she should be serving these consequences. She doesn't deserve to be canceled by any means because everyone makes a mistake. And I do think that the heat of the moment just got to her. We've seen it in football before. So I, I agree. I think Ella Toon was the right decision. I don't think it comes down to, you know, Vigman starting Ella Toon over Lauren James. I think it comes down to Spain outplayed England today. Mm-hmm. And I said this when Spain's on their A game, I'm not sure what team can beat them because they have taken down many, many good teams at this tournament, teams that could have won it all. And they do that through their incredible passing, through their incredible football IQ. You mentioned the word creativity. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of their game. And I think their midfield. So it's just something that England wasn't able to to handle today. And I don't think that comes down to an Ella Toon and a Lauren James. So. No, I completely agree. And England, of course, have exceptional players, but so do Spain. I mean, these players, they all play together in, you know, the WSL or or even in the Spanish League. And it's just like Spain. I don't even know what else to say, except that they were a powerhouse today. And it says a lot that they can come in and take down a team as strong as the Lionesses right now who have so much momentum. So yep. again, like there's, um, there's, you're right. There's almost nothing you can do at this point um, when you're going up against a team like, like Spain. So it was incredible to watch. Yeah. I'm just pulling up kind of their, their round of 16. So they, they beat Switzerland five, one, then they defeated in the quarterfinals, which we mentioned the Netherlands two to one. Then they defeated in uh, Sweden in the semifinals two one. And here they are beating England. These are top teams. They didn't have an easy knockout stage by any means. Switzerland. I, I think, you know, is always a tough team could have been a dark horse in this tournament. Didn't play out, but they still advanced into the knockout stages. Then you got Netherlands who were world, uh, world cup runners up. In back in 2019, ended up losing to the U.S. Sweden, who we all know took down Japan and the U.S. and they just 
we, we talk about the Sweden curse or uh, mm-hmm. are, are they cursed in the World Cup <laughs> because they can't get to that final. I think it's been about 20 years. And England, who just won the Euro Cup. This yeah. is a team that absolutely deserves respect. And there's a lot of people online who are saying, you know, the ref was on Spain's side and then Spain was cheated and they were so dirty. Get out of here with that. If you've mm-hmm. watched this entire Women's World Cup, you know that the Spanish side deserves this moment. When they play their A game, there's not many teams that can keep up with them. And they brought that today in the final. If England brought their A game and and Spain didn't, we'd be having a different conversation because I do think Mm -hmm. England, it's not like they're any less talented. It's just the better team on the day one. And I do think overall Spain absolutely deserves this title. Yeah. And whatever team you're on, whoever you cheer for it, even if like, you know, for me example, even though I, I cheered for the Lionesses today, it doesn't like, it's okay to say that Spain deserved the win. I think so of many course. people are so quick to back themselves up on social media. Like, you know, Caroline and I both posted videos today and the comments are absolutely flooded with things from all oh, the referees. It's like the referees did their job. Like they had nothing to do with the fact that Spain played better today. Like, I don't think referee decisions, sometimes they can be pivotal, but like in this case, like it's absolutely fine to say that Spain played well. And I don't know, everybody's saying like, Oh, they're, they're dirty. They were diving. I'm like, you can say that about every single team. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to play devil's advocate, yeah, to play devil's advocate, I'm a big fan of England, but the way they came out against Australia in the first little bit of that game and how hard they were on Sam Kerr, you could say the same thing, right? Like we saw Rassel versus McCabe in the opening game in in Australia's, was it Australia's opening game? This was a month ago now, but Australia, Ireland. The McCabe versus Rasso battle, you know, yeah. was dirty, was aggressive. We loved it. Like we said, it was like a pay-per-view, right? A free pay-per-view yeah. that we were watching. That's a part of the sport. It's going to happen, right? You, there's, a, there's a picture going out right now of Hermoso, I think, giving Chloe Kelly the finger. Everyone's freaking out. Like, oh, should this have happened? Why didn't the ref see this? Guys, this is football. This happens all the freaking time. Exactly. I'm like, why is Dan literally <laughs> headbutted someone in the middle of the World Cup? The, these things happen and, yeah. and it, it brings emotion to the game. And it doesn't mean that that's the reason why Spain won. The better team 100% won today. And, and that's all I have to say. I know people say this phrase in every single sport, but the ball doesn't lie. Like it literally <laughs> doesn't lie. Spain deserved to win. And I just think that's case closed end of story you know put respect on both of these teams because they're both incredible but (laughs) that's the storyline of today and there's nothing wrong with that and again people just look for something to blame or an outlet to put their thoughts and that's okay too but I would personally I don't know if this will ever happen I'm gonna be hopeful but I would personally love to see a bit more constructive empowering conversations around these types of situations, but <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> I think that's a little hopeful, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, Julia, because it takes, you know, a big person when you're cheering for your team to admit that another team was the better team. So I, I'm, a, I'm sad for you in the sense that it would have been oh, great no. to see the Lionesses win and England to, you know, hoist their first ever world cup, especially going back to back with the Euro. But now you think about storylines, you know, England's going to come back for like almost like a revenge tour. We got the Olympics coming up, obviously, you know, it'll be great to see what, what England can come up with and, does Vigman stay with them? Does she head to the U.S., which is a big rumor? There's so much that could, um, you know, that could happen that I'm excited to see with in, in terms of what can happen with this English side. Totally. And, you know, you're talking about where, where is Serena going to go? And U.S., I think that's certainly a possibility. But England also announced this, like a statement because there were so many rumors going around the England FA that... She's also a consideration to replace Gareth Southgate as the head of the English men's team eventually. Really? And I I just got shivers. I was like, oh my God, I'm here for this moment. So I don't know. I don't know. That is a rumor, but it was officially some tweeted by the FA. So I thought that was very, very interesting. Will it happen? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know anything, of course. And That'd maybe be incredible. it will be freaking sweet but um if she stayed with the lionesses for the olympics she could absolutely do that too and i mean 
the Olympics, they're going to have players like Leah Williamson back, Fran Kirby, yep. hopefully. So, and hopefully touch wood, but there won't be any more injuries to any teams. And, and Spain are missing quite a few players as well. And who knows what's going to happen with their management situation. Yes. So next year, I mean, the Olympics are a year away. It's actually not that long and it's very, very exciting. Well, we got internationals, international games coming up in like, I what, a few weeks? <laughs> yeah, I, I think Canada plays Jamaica in Toronto, something like wow, middle of September. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Are well, you going to go to that game? Yeah, I'm going to go and report it and very excited. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, man, if I was still in if, exciting. if I was still in Toronto, I'd be there with you. Oh, for sure. And I will say if anyone does want to buy tickets, they're almost sold out, which Amazing. I think is sweet because TFC can't even sell out BMO. So the fact that these Canadian women, no hate TFC, but the fact that these <laughs> Canadian women are coming in and getting it done, I know international is a different level than MLS, but that makes me extremely happy. Amazing. Well, you bring up management for Spain and we had a video go out on our YouTube channel on the 90th minute, kind of giving our thoughts on Vilda and the situation that's come out to be with him and just maybe rumors that we've heard within the media and what's being reported. And a lot of people didn't agree with what we were saying, which is fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, here we are now in a situation where Spain win the World Cup, where we know that there was this drama with Vilda and 15 players on the uh, on Spain senior national team writing letters to the federation saying that it's been a controlling and toxic environment and they just want change. Uh, I have the exact quote of what the federation said back to them saying that they need to accept their mistake and ask for forgiveness. Now that's a very sad response from a federation when you feel like you're standing up for what's right and what you believe in as a player, uh, as a woman, as a human being, right? So now we have this situation where Vilda now has won the world cup with Spain. And here's my stance on it to make it very clear. I think Vilda deserves some credit. He's the manager. He picked the squad. He made key contributions to this game today. I think Pera Luelo starting, you know, best young player of the tournament. She's been incredible. Uh, I thought that that was very important for Spain today because she just adds this burst of energy. She's, she's just like, a, she's like a, like a rocket out there. She's incredible. I can't wait to see her future. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> With that being said, I don't think that Spain's entire success is contributing to Vilda. I think that these players who are immensely talented, who have won Ballon d'Ors, who play for teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona deserve a lot of the credit. And I think that we are now reaching a conversation, which in my opinion is very unfortunate online where people are villainizing these 15 players who stood up against Vilda 
and the Federation, instead of maybe trying to understand and have some empathy about what we might not know about the entire situation, because the reality is there might be a lot of success on the pitch, but that doesn't mean that everything is, you know, rainbows and butterflies off the pitch. There mm-hmm. could be a lot of things happening behind the scenes. And if 15 players, which are some of the best players, felt the need to write that letter, there's a lot of things going on. So I'm very curious to see how this unfolds now. Like I said, we don't know what is true, what is not, what is happening what the what the vibe is like in the camp for Spain. But what I will say is villainizing these women uh, is completely wrong. Uh, and I feel for these players who sat at home watching Spain lift the World Cup trophy today because they took a stand for what they believe in. And now, you know, they weren't able to be a part of that World Cup squad. And I hope that there's some change for this women's side because it's a tough conversation to navigate. Not every single person's going to understand that, but as a former player, it's very important that when you give your entire life commitment, time, dedication to something, which is the sport of football in this context, it's a, it's a very non-toxic environment where you're treated with respect, where respect is given and earned. And there it's, it's a very comfortable environment that you feel safe in. And if that's not the case and you speak up against it, you should never be treated in in a way where you feel like you have to quote unquote, ask for forgiveness. Cause I definitely don't agree with that. So I'm very curious to see what happens with this Vilda situation. People are either team Vilda and you know, this Spanish women's side was complaining too much or are really on, you know, the side of like, let's support the women and see what happens and Vilda out. Yeah, man, it's, it's a very touchy subject. It's very hard to do commentary on. I think from a journalistic perspective, Caroline, I'm sure you can sympathize with this too, because everybody has an opinion. And again, people need to understand they don't know really entirely 100% of what's going on. But when 15 players, some of these massive international players are coming up with very valid concerns in the workplace, like it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or if you work in, I don't know, a hospital or an office, like it's your workplace. It's, it's the same idea. And no matter who you are, everybody deserves respect and everybody's voice deserves to be heard. And I think that these comments are being brought up. They need to be taken seriously. They need to be taken validly. And at the end of the day also, yeah, it's absolutely okay. Like what Caroline said to say, okay, yes, Vilda did make some good decisions, obviously in his lineups and, you know, the manager is part of the team to to take them, obviously, to the World Cup trophy. But also these players went out there and they had something else to fight for, too. They had themselves to fight for. Mm-hmm. They had their country to fight for. They had their beliefs to fight for. And I'm sure the players on the pitch today were fighting for these Spanish athletes who did not come to the tournament. Yep. So it's their win, too. And I think that should not be underestimated as well. The power of what something to fight for can do. And I'm not saying England doesn't, but this is a very different situation. England has a very different situation with their manager because they have a very supportive together environment. Now, as for moving forward, I have no clue how this is going to go because like you mentioned, okay, he looked like on paper, Vilda did his job by Mm -hmm. literally winning the World Cup. But there are other things at play here that need to 100% be addressed. It's tough. I I think this situation cannot go on much longer without being addressed, quite honestly, because it doesn't matter that they won the World Cup. These, these ladies are not going to let anything slide. And moving forward, they're going to they're gonna demand more. And I think we're going to see more protests, more comments, more public displays of information if something isn't changed. And I don't think we should be surprised if we see that. But again, who really knows what's going to happen? I mean, we've seen on another note, the president of FIFA makes some interesting comments. So again, that it, it begs the question. And I know I have the bias of being a woman, of course. So try, but like, how are we going to make change here if comments like that are being said? But I wouldn't even consider it bias because I think as women, 
you know, and I can speak to being a former athlete and also being in the industry that we're in, Mm -hmm. we come across a lot of situations, a lot of conversations that are completely unacceptable, right? Like we can, we can speak through our experience, right? So when, yeah, you have uh, FIFA's president saying, you know, pick your battles, choose your battles and convince us men or something along those lines, you know, I'm just paraphrasing here. It's, it's insulting because you wouldn't say that necessarily to a Ronaldo or to a Messi, right? And now you're dealing with a situation here with Spain where I just hope that these women aren't villainized at this point because they achieved something so grand Mm -hmm. so epic in their lifetime. And again, the amount of effort, work, time, commitment, dedication, it's lifelong for them. You know, they've given their mind, body and soul to this sport and they've won the biggest trophy that's possible to win. And I just hope that it doesn't get clouded because of what we said on our last episode, Julia, Mm -hmm. which is this drama and this noise that's coming from the Vilda situation and the Federation situation. And there's been a lot of comments on our last YouTube video about, you know, us saying, Oh, you know, if Spain win the world cup, it's because the women are incredible. And if they lose, it's because of Vilda. That's not what we were alluding to. That's not what we were implying. You win as a team, you lose as a team. But what's important to note that is, is if Spain, had a difficult time maybe winning this world cup final, you can't deny that the drama and the noise wouldn't have played a factor into a performance or because that's all anyone's talking about. It's Mm -hmm. constantly trending. You know, it's unfortunate that we're heading into a world cup, Spain versus England, you know, England can go back to back with the Euro Spain. I believe this is their third world cup in their history and they have the potential to win it for the first time ever. And we're talking about Vilda drama. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's That's what we were alluding to. And again, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. This is ours as women. Um, This is mine as a woman who played the sport, who, you know, works in in the sports industry. I have a very soft spot, especially like a protective place in my heart for the younger generation coming up uh, to be strong in what they believe in. And just because you feel like you may be silenced, not to sit down and and take a seat and close your mouth. That's why I have a lot of respect for these women who wrote a letter and who are now not at the World Cup and missed out on a dream. Imagine them being back home in Spain, what they're going through right now. But I think it took a lot of strength and courage to stand up for what's right, what you felt in your gut. If you felt disrespected if you felt like it was a controlling toxic uh, environment for you to stand up for yourself. I I mean, you know, life is much larger as, as, as an, as immense as the world cup is life is much bigger than that. And you can create change through these moments. And I hope to see that now with the Spanish women's side, because if they ever made a statement, it was today. uh, And now they have the biggest opportunity to make change for their generation and the younger generations. And I really, really hope to see it. If Vilda and all of the drama that the media has kind of been portraying and talking about is true. You mentioned a great point. 15 women wrote a letter. This wasn't one person. And even if it was just one person, but 15 people took a stance. Mm-hmm. So I hope that it's addressed properly. And I don't think that there's a better time to do it. And we'll see what comes out about it, Julia. And I'm who excited. Knows? Yeah. Who knows, but it's, it's important. It's very important for not just soccer players, footballers. It's important for women. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope men who, who, you know, may not resonate with this conversation and that's totally fine. You know, like, again, you're entitled to your opinion. It, it's important to, to try and empathize with these women who wrote the letter and not villainize them. Yep. I agree. Understand, try to put yourself in people's shoes and educate yourself. And then of course you're entitled to your opinion. 100%. Like, you know, we're not, we're not saying anything against anyone here, but even in some comments, people are like saying, I don't even know what this situation is, but X, Y, Z, you know? And it's like, well, you probably shouldn't be commenting things if you haven't properly educated yourself on, you know, what's actually happening, of course, but it is what it is. I, I, I am very hopeful that something will be addressed because 15 players is nothing that should be avoided. And yeah, we just look to the future now, but again, what these players did out there on the pitch today is their own pure talent and, and motivation and star power. They're incredible. 
Yeah. And, and to anyone who's saying that these Spanish women were complaining that practices are too hard and they're quote unquote whiny babies, men, you guys don't watch women's football because Alexia Puteas, who's a two-time Ballon d'Or winner, you can't assume that she's afraid of training hard. She's trained her whole life mm-hmm. very hard mm-hmm. to, to achieve accolades like that. So yeah. that's not the situation. If they were complaining about training, maybe there was too much too much on their bodies, which is mm-hmm. a valid, mm-hmm. valid concern. So people just need to, you know, on all sides, just l- let's see how it plays out. You're entitled to your opinion, but I don't think we should be coming at each other for it either. <laughs> I agree. I, I just think it adds to a hostile environment, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sweden versus Australia. Sweden won bronze, mm-hmm. which is not surprising to me. I, I, I actually was thinking about this because I don't think we did pr- predictions for this game, mm-hmm. but I was like, I think Sweden's going to take this because they've had experience in this situation before where, you know, they may not have won a tournament, but they, they at least still know how to close it out in a way yeah. um, where this was now Australia's best ever finish in a world cup, which I'm so mm-hmm. proud of the Matildas. If they got third or fourth, they, they were incredible. I'm so happy for them, but kudos to Sweden for finishing it out as well. And, you know, it's nothing to be embarrassed about to come in third place. I think that that's a, a very, very good win for them. And, yeah, would they have liked to win the World Cup? Sure, we all would have liked to see our country win the World Cup. But nonetheless, third place, you got to give it up to them. And the Matildas locking in fourth as a co-host nation of the World Cup. I'm super, mm-hmm. super proud of them. It was an absolute treat of a tournament for them. Like It just warms my heart when I think about this Australian team. Because again, what they've done is made history on the world stage in front of their home fans. I can't even... Um, comprehend the amount of hearts and lives that were touched and changed, not just around the world, but especially be, uh, in Australia. I've seen a lot of comments and stories from people being like, oh, my kids now signed up for football because of this Matilda's team. And I think that's what this is all about. And anyone going in there now and saying like, oh, Australia isn't that good, whatever, that's an absolute load of malarkey. Like that is <laughs> stupid, <laughs> you know, because this team what they've accomplished against top teams that have been in the conversation for a long time is something that really they need to be proud of. Um, I did personally think they would come out with a little bit more space, like a little bit more fire than what they did. But Sweden, again, they're a top team. This Swedish curse, they they weren't going to go out on a low blow. But again, I think both teams... I think all top four teams behaved quite honestly, admirably. And it says a lot when we already saw some big teams get eliminated like yep. Brazil and Germany in the group stages and to see Australia go all the way. So I think this will make them hungry in the tournament or I'm just football moving forward. Well, we talk about football moving forward, you know, the future is so exciting mm-hmm. and on, on so many different levels, Julia, not just teams and players, but how the rest of the world is catching up, you know, the upsets that we've seen in this world cup viewership records being broken, stadium records being broken. It it feels like this world cup was almost in a way monumental for the growth Mm -hmm. of the game. And you not only had football storylines, but you had empowering storylines and powerful storylines that we just spoke about Vilda. That to me is a powerful storyline. Can we create change? What's going to happen from it? Does Vilda make a statement? Maybe, you know, talking about how he feels like there's just so much opportunity that's going to come out of this world cup that can benefit the game, the players, the countries, uh, the way football women's football is perceived. And I'm very, very excited about what the future is going to bring. We talk about it. International games here are in a few weeks. We got the Olympics to look forward to. And I just can't wait to see these teams that were almost these underdog teams, what they're now going to do in the future. And then these top dogs where we have, you know, Sweden, uh, Spain, uh, Japan, who did really well in the tournament, you know, what, how they improve upon their performance. What are the U S women's national teams? 
team going to do? What's their revenge tour look like? What's Canada going to do? Because Canada and Bev Priestman have to regroup. So I'm just so excited. There's so many things to look forward to. Columbia, Linda Casado. I want to see more of her nonstop. You know, the, the reggae girls. It's just this World Cup from top to bottom has brought such a smile to my face because... It was very, it was like a deep, meaningful World Cup. It wasn't just about football and winning games and lifting a trophy. There was a lot more depth in this World Cup than I had even anticipated. And I'm so glad that I watched watched it from top to bottom and I'm just proud of all the teams and players I really am yeah I mean I'm like low-key getting a bit emotional (laughs) to be honest because I feel so blessed that we are in this moment right now and it feels like a pivotal moment of change of excitement of pushing the limits and the boundaries of what were historical narratives in the past but now have been broken and the barriers are broken and we're moving forward i think into a new era of the women's game and i can't emphasize enough like how cool that is and there are so many teams and so many players here that deserve so much more respect and are incredible and it, it by any means it could have been a very different final today just by how certain goals and momentums worked out and I think that's what's really cool and now if you ask me who's going to win the Olympics next year I would say I have no bloody clue because (laughs) and I think that's fabulous and I think again like what's so exciting is like you mentioned Caroline the rest of the world has caught up and the level of quality and technique and passion is better than ever before we've seen not just incredible storylines on the pitch but off the pitch too you know we're talking about inspirational people we've chatted about on this podcast like Linda Casado like Bunny Shaw and now I just really want people to continue to generate this interest in the women's game watch all the leagues around the world if you can buy a ticket to a game and let's continue this conversation and continue this movement because I really don't want it to end after the World Cup I don't think it will because it just feels like we're in a transformational time I totally agree with you I can't wait to see what happens next and it's just crazy like I said international games are right around the corner and I feel like this is the constant conversation with football on the men's and women's side it's just always moving always something thing to talk about. And I'm really excited to see maybe what we can, what we can cover now with the Olympics and, and, and qualifiers and international games, if they're friendlies, because I'm going to be tuned into every single one, because I'm with you, Julia. If someone asked me who's going to win the Olympic games, I don't know. I don't know because I didn't anticipate South Africa, Colombia, um, Jamaica, all getting into the round of 16 and Germany and what's, who was one of the other big powerhouses who went home? Brazil and yep, Canada. USA. Yeah. To yep. go home before the knockout rounds, USA to go to, to, to have their worst ever finish in women's world cup history, right? Like these are all <laughs> incredible storylines. Yeah. Yes. That, that, you know, uh, yeah, I have a big question mark for the, uh, for the Olympic games too. So it'll be extremely, extremely interesting. And I'm excited to see what, what, what happens with the women's game more so from a general perspective. Yes. How yeah. is this going to be digested from the general public are a lot more casual fans going to start tuning in a little bit more with a little bit more commitment. You know, I, I had a message on my Instagram, which I thought was extremely lovely saying from all the way from Ireland, a fan said that this was the first time that he had tuned into a women's world cup from the start to the finish. And he enjoyed it so much. And that makes me so happy because when you give yourself the time to appreciate the game and give it a chance, which I feel like needs to happen for the women's game to appreciate how talented and skilled these women are, you're going to realize that you're watching a very, very, I'm talented group of women, but women who deserve that respect. It's not just about the men. It's, you know, just as much about the women and and what they've been able to achieve. So I'm, uh, I'm so excited for the future. And I think that there's a lot of great things to come. Yeah, I totally agree. And this might sound a little bit harsh, but if people have comments that are really quick, oh, the women's game isn't exciting, the classic stuff like that, it isn't very good, it isn't technical, well then you you clearly haven't watched women's football lately. And it comes down to that, really. It's true. Okay, let's quickly go over the awards for this Women's World Cup. 
Sure. Paraluela won best young player, Amazing. which I love. Mm-hmm. Bonmati won player of the tournament. Earps won golden glove, which I think she deserved today because of that penalty she saved. But I think Musevich is like up there too. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Her performance against the US to me was maybe the biggest and best individual performance of the tournament. <laughs> she she it was, was lights yeah. out. It was it, there's yeah. nothing else to say, but it was lights out. But I I do think that Earps deserved it just because because of how big the stage was today and how she was able to deny Hermoso. And then Miyazawa in Japan, you know, she kept her lead with the goals. Mm-hmm. She won golden boot. So uh, amazing for, you know, still Japan to kind of get recognized in that sense. And Miyazawa to, to win that award because she had an incredible world cup until Japan were, were knocked out. So yeah, just uh, what do you think about the awards? Were there any that you would change personally? I think that they're spot on. Yeah, I I don't think I would change a thing except if they gave a dual golden glove to Musevich and Erps. I think that's totally deserved because Musevich, she can't feel bad about not winning that. But jeepers, she had such a tournament. Like, if you haven't seen some of her highlights, I'm sure they're on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. But she came in clutch for Sweden. And of course, Sweden has exceptional players, you know, who are not in the keeping position, but she was definitely a reason why they made it as far as they did um, for sure. But again, also Mary Earps, like the scoreline could have been a lot different today yep. if it wasn't for her. She came in clutch and I don't know if you've heard about the drama of Nike not stocking her goalkeeper's kit. I really hope that changes now. So what happened? For- what was the drama? Oh yeah. So um, Lionesses, their World Cup kits that you can buy online, they did not have the goalies keeper jersey available for sale because they don't sell enough of them. And Mary Herbs had a conniption. Like she had this huge like social media rant and was like, that's not okay for all of the young people who want to buy a keeper's kit or other people who want to be keepers. So that was a big thing. So I hope they change that now. But otherwise... You know what I love? You know what I love is that we're entering a time where people aren't afraid to speak up. Yes. I love because maybe 10 years ago when I played, you'd be kind of like, Ooh, what's the media going to say? You know, what's, what's this person going to think of me? What's the backlash I'm going to get. And now we're in a time of social media where it's like a hundred times worse to get any type of criticism, but these powerful women like Mary Earps. And again, to go back to the 15 women who wrote a letter for, for, to the Spain Feder, uh, Spain's Federation about Vilda, they have the courage to do this. You know, even, you know, Canada and the U S women's national teams fighting for equal pay. You, the, the, you didn't see this 10 years ago and you're really seeing it now. And I love that women are finding their voice and having the confidence to, if they feel a certain way, you may not agree with it. We may not agree with it. Everyone may not agree with it, but if they're, conscience and their gut is telling me, Hey, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to speak up. They have the voice to do so. I I love to see it because I think that's so important. It's integral. Mm -hmm. I honestly can't say it any better. (laughs) You've really hit the nail on the head there, but yeah. Oh man. It's uh, interesting times, but otherwise I think the awards 100%, 100% Paraluelo for 19 years old. Yep. The knowledge, the awareness she has, it's like she's a seasoned veteran out there. So it's her career is only going to go up from here. I want to watch all of her like club games. I want to watch the Spain games. She's so exciting to watch. I think it was so great for her to be starting on the pitch today. I just love her. She came in clutch, some huge goals that have got Spain, you know, to where they are as well. So she was fabulous. Um, Bon Mati, she's been the magician for the whole tournament. For me, she's creative. She's technical. She's passionate. Her awareness, how she can see certain passes. um, That was something, again, that England was lacking today where she really stepped up. So, again, I I think for her winning Golden Ball, she deserves it. And, again, she's young, too. I think she's, like, 25, maybe. Yep. Yeah, she's young. Yep. Wow. Which puts in perspective because I'm 25. (laughs) So you guys are still so young. I'm old. Little babies. But anyways, no, um, I think, yeah, all of them outstanding. I love that Miyazawa held her lead because she's an incredible player. Japan, exceptional tournament. Again, we thought they were going to go all the way. So I I love that she pulled something back. But overall, yeah, I, I, I just no complaints there, really. And I don't think you can argue otherwise. 
Well, that's a wrap on the 2023 Women's World Cup, everyone. I mean, it's been a pleasure hosting Kicked Back presented by Betway here with Julia and talking with you all and and kind of just reading your guys' comments and hearing what you have to say. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We appreciate you so much and following along on the 90th minute. If you haven't already followed us on social channels, please do. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel where we put out many videos on all trending topics in football across the men's and women's games. So just as a, as someone who's now we, we've finished the world cup, you know, the coverage, the games, everything, Julia, just, you know, thank you to you and for bringing your insight to, to kicked back presented by Betway. And, and yeah, it was, it was a wild run. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to getting my sleep schedule back, but uh, no, no longer with Caroline Jameson, <laughs> no longer doing any 1am, 3am wake up calls, but man, was it worth it? Cause I, like we, we just said five minutes ago, this was a world cup that was much deeper than football. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that we were able to, to cover it the way we did. Yeah. Oh, I'm just filled with so much love and admiration for the sport, but, and it's fans, but also for you, Caroline, and this mm. podcast with 90th minute, like I, it's been an exceptional honor to be part of this and it's my first world cup I've ever covered. I will remember it forever and I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> you killed just, it, Julia. You I killed it. Feel- very, very privileged and very blessed. And, and that goes out to every single person who left a like, a comment, a subscribe on this podcast, on our content. It's all thanks to you. And where can people find your articles? Because you've been writing a lot of yeah. articles. Yes. So tell people. For sure. So if you go to my Twitter, which is at Julia Leah Rainey, that handle is the same on my Instagram. I often post links to my articles so you can check them out there as well as on Twitter and Instagram in my bio. I have a link to my online portfolio, which will be updated, which I really need to do that after this World Cup, but updated with articles there. And you can also find me on TikTok at Julia Leah Journalism, where now we're going into the Big old Premier League again. Yeah. So it never stops. I post a lot of content on there, specifically about Manchester City, but that's where you can find me. Um, send me, you know, my link tree is also in my bio. So send me an email if you like. Always happy to chat. And uh, again, just really thankful for everybody's support. Amazing, Julia. I'm sure that this isn't going to be the last that you and I chat here on Kicked Back. Uh, so hope not. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, once again. And If you're on mountain time or Eastern time, good night, because I'm probably going to head to bed here soon and it's 1053 in the morning. So that's, uh, that's the reality, but we love to live it. And thanks guys so much. And we'll see you next time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 